welcome to episode number seven of the Wisdom Addicts podcast, a podcast where we help you travel into a new mindset through insights of books, wisdom, and knowledge passed on by the great that have done great. And in this episode, we travel to the other side of the world, to Brisbane, Australia, to interview Rachel Tapscott. Rachel Tapscott is a video editor, entrepreneur, and coach, and founder of That Camera Girl. And uh, Rachel has been one of our oldest followers ever since we started our page. And a couple weeks ago, I had the craziness of asking if she would like to be a guest on our on our podcast and she gladly agreed so I am glad that we can have this conversation today for for us it's very important to talk about the topics of content creation of scaling your business of what tips you can use to use video to scale your business because really after the pandemic there's no way of going back to what showing your content, showing your face as a business owner. So I really hope this conversation today is of a lot of value to you. Rachel, thank you very much. I know it's very late in Australia and I'm sure you're very tired. So I appreciate you taking the time to be a, a guest on our episode. How are you doing today? Very well. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah, we've been following each other on Instagram for quite a while. So I was very excited when you reached out, you know, we've been liking and commenting on each other's posts. So it's great to actually have a, a conversation and, you know, share some of our wisdom. So I'm very excited. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear and just, um, it's very special to see how the love of books and reading and consuming uh, knowledgeable content can connect people from different parts of the world we're literally 14 hours away and that is for me very um very special um just to know that two people can connect through their passion of, of reading and, and education so rachel just to start this conversation um i know you've been running your business that camera girl i see you're very active on on social media, on building your, your online brand. And I know there is a beginning to everything. There is a, a superior reason, a, a divine purpose behind every business that we start. And I would like to ask you, what is the why? What is the reason behind that camera girl? Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's, it's been a progression. The why at the beginning is definitely not the why that it is now, but, you know, I started just because I had a love of doing video and just through working with people, working with different clients and actually seeing what video could do someone in a transformational way, you know, I'd be in a room with a client and they'd be, be really stiff and then working through their fear and their um, emotions around being on camera. That was always so fascinating to me how, you know, it was, it was such a psychological thing. And I think, um, when I just worked with more people and told more stories and really saw, you know, video was more than just taking the pretty pictures. That was when the why really transformed into wanting to tell people's stories. So, you know, it just, it just lights me up being able to use my medium and my art form to be able to help someone get their message out into the world, share their story. You know, there's nothing else like it. All right. Take two. <laughs> we had a little technical issue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <clears throat> yeah. So just working with 
more and more different clients and being able to tell their story and use, you know, my craft and my art form to be able to get someone else's message out there. It just lights me up so much. And that has really then formed into my why. I think that is a, that is a great answer just because your why should always be shaped based on life experiences. And you are on point with that, how you had to live it firsthand on how you would see the struggles of, of your clients and the people you were trying to help. So I'm glad that your business really started with that foundation of helping. Um, mm -hmm. They say, and not only they say, but it is a fact that if you start a business without the main intention of helping people, you are going to have a very hard time with your business yeah. and scaling it. So uh, glad to hear uh rachel that that was your your initial why how, how that why has evolved and just to know a little bit more about your your services and business because i hope that anyone listens uh to this understands the struggles they're having and how they can hire you because from seeing your social media seeing how how dedicated you are to every aspect of your business um, I think people like you are the ones that really can take a client and just totally shift their spectrum and their operations and their sales, um, knowing that you focus really on something that we're going to talk a, a lot later, which is just content creation. So um, I would like to ask you, Rachel, what are your services? What are your primary services? What are um, the things you like the most about your business? What are those services you like the least about your, <laughs> your business? Because I know um, as business owners, sometimes we want to focus just on our one and twos, but sometimes we got to do the seven and eights just to keep the business going. Oh, that's so right. Yeah. And thank you for that. Um, there are a couple of different parts, you know, it all started with the video production side of things and that's still primarily what I do, but I just have this love of teaching and love of coaching and something that I've, I've always had. And then being able to coach someone with their confidence on camera, that's definitely a big part of the video creation side of things, working one-on-one -on -one with clients, but also moving into the online space and more predominantly since, you know, 2020 when couldn't actually access a lot of my clients moved into more of this teaching and doing a lot of virtual stuff. So the two main components are do it for you completely or, you know, help you on your journey and help you be able to do that in your business itself. Um, and, you know, a lot of um, other things like the video editing side of things, that's um, probably like you're saying, there's like seven and eight type tasks where it's something that, you know, I enjoy, but I want to take the business more into um I guess it's that more inner transformational thing, I guess, like you sit in front of the camera for the first time and I had this experience too, you know, and you feel so nervous and your palms are sweaty and you've got all these negative thoughts running through your head and being able to coach someone through that to come out the other side and feel confident with the videos that you're making. That is the main aspect of the business that I really just want to move towards. I'm sure that learning when to take the client on the journey or just knowing when to give them the tools for them to go on their own journey has been very satisfying for you in a holistic and 
business aspect because not not everyone understands what the journey is some people want the get rich quick scheme for whatever they hire so i'm sure that has been a very big learning experience for you just to know when you have to dedicate mind soul and body to the growth of your client's process or then just knowing when to just you know give them the tools necessary at the moment and i'm sure that's what's made the seven and eights a little more valuable to you maybe they're tedious but you kind of know what to give to what type of client and when to give and i'm sure that's just been able to happen with time working with clients knowing what you're good at what you're not good at what the client um wants what the client doesn't want and with this i I want to ask you another question. We know that these past two years for um, content creators, for filmmakers have been pretty tough just because uh, the pandemic has limited the social interaction, that physical presence of, you know, recording, taking pictures. So um, me having a, a marketing agency, it was really hard for us because we had to go full online. Like there was no... Let's take pictures. Let's record videos. So it was really a forced transition for for many, and I'm sure more for you being a video editor, you know, photographer, videographer, everything related to that in person contact. So what is what have been the effects of, of the pandemic in your business as a business owner? How has that helped you pivot to probably new ventures? How has that made you adapt? probably your finances, the way you sell your product, what have, what have been the overall effects of the pandemic in, in your business, Rachel? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it has been hard. We've had the same problems where you can't go out and shoot video when that is the primary offering of my business. I remember there was a day back in 2020 in Australia, I was like, you know, something like the, the 15th of February and it was like, okay, we're going into lockdown and all my shoots for the next few months were just canceled in one day. It was just phone call after phone call. And that's a really scary moment. You're like, what is going to happen? And, you know, what am I going to do? So I had a long-term goal of transitioning to doing online coaching and like online content. And, but that was, you know, the long term, that was years away or something that I always wanted to do, but it was going to be a slow build as I built up my business doing the video services. So it was really just a, almost like a, well, I can, you know, sit here and just stress about having clients or I can work on my long-term goals. And that's when I started my YouTube channel. I started the podcast out of that. And all these things that I said I was going to do for months probably, and I never actually started, I started those projects then because I was like, well, I'm sitting at home. I'm not just going to waste this time. I need to be productive. Like I need to to do something really just to, to keep myself sane, but also to pivot the business. And it's definitely changed the way that I look at um, the work that I'm doing and the direction I want to take. And, you know, I haven't figured everything out yet. Of course, um, it's still, you know, working with um, what I can do. And, you know, in Brisbane here in Australia, our restrictions are, are easing um, at the moment. They have been over the last few months. So I have been able to do a lot more of the services that I was doing prior to COVID. 
but it's definitely with a focus of that is one part of my business and the other part is still pushing hard on the online component because at the end of the day, that's where I want to be in the future. And it's also to safeguard against anything that happens down the track because, you know, I don't think any of us want to find ourselves in that vulnerable position ever again. You know, when you don't have a backup for me, I had no backup. I had no kind of passive income or, um, you know, backup plan for staying at home. So just that shift in focus and mindset, I think has been the biggest thing that I've learned from this experience. Um, But yeah, it's just constantly changing, constantly evolving beasts. So it's really just been working with what I can do wherever we're at in the current situation. Indeed, it caught a lot of us off guard because sometimes we make plans for the future. And when we say future, we don't really put a date. It's like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, when I'm ready, I'll do it. But are we really ever ready? Are we really ever prepared to start on something? I think the moment we put our minds towards a goal, that's really the moment we're ready. That's really the moment um, we start taking those small, at the time, seemingly insignificant steps. But the pandemic really made people like you and I say, okay, we have to put the foot in front of the door and just kick that door and see what's behind the door. We can't just wait for somebody to open it. And that's really um, from just hearing you hearing you speak, I'm sure how you've transitioned to YouTube, to podcasts, to um, now um, pre-recording all the content that you do. I'm sure that it has helped you evolve into a new facet of your business. And I'm sure um, all the time that you put in during this pandemic, it's going to pay off in the future. And there's, there's a big taboo behind business owners and creating content. Um, it's very hard for us to start the business and also sell the business. But I think I strongly believe that selling is an essence of a business owner. The business owner that does not, does not know how to sell is in very deep trouble because if you don't sell yourself and sell your business, it's very hard for you to hire someone to sell the business for you and more when it's uh, in its initial stages. And we know that nowadays content is king in all the platforms. Like now there's no platform that is not selling like audiovisual content. So as this podcast is really um, targeted towards small business owners, small entrepreneurs, recent college grads, And knowing that when we start our business, there's really not a lot of income to hire, um, you know, that video editor, that salesperson. What do you think, Rachel, of business owners mastering the skill of video editing? Yeah. Yeah, that's a a big question. (laughs) We could go a few different ways there. But when you are starting out as a small business owner and you wear all the hats and you don't have the money or the resources to outsource and you are doing everything yourself, I think basic video editing is really important because the video element of your content is going to help you attract the right people. And this is because, you know, you 
put out a blog post or a piece of sales copy or anything like that. And it's kind of, you know, it, it's, it's two dimensional. People can understand what your product is. You may have really good copywriting skills and that's fantastic, but people love buying from people. And when they can see your face and they can hear your voice and they can resonate with what you're saying, you're going to be able to attract more of the right people for your business who are your ideal clients. And the people who are not right for you, who are going to shy away, then they're not going to be your ideal clients anyway. So you're going to attract more of the right people by putting yourself out there with video. And that sounds really easy when I just say it like that. And it's definitely a skill to learn. And, you know, you got to get over um, the fear and then, you know, build confidence and all those things. But the real main reason that I love video and love to encourage business owners to use video, and it doesn't have to be your face straight away. It could be, you know, behind the scenes stuff in your business. If you create physical products how does the physical product get created and, you know, use video to demonstrate that and take someone into your business because then, you know, they're going to have familiarity to you. They're going to be able to relate to you and you're going to be more memorable because it's visual. You know, we, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm a very visual person and I'll remember things more if I see it. And then if it's just, you know, a photo or, or text, it's much more, immersive so while you know you don't have to learn some really crazy kind of animation type stuff you can learn the basics you can use just the video um, components inside Instagram and inside Facebook to take your audience into your business without having to learn you know go through a video degree like I did so basic stuff I would really highly encourage you to do and that's what I like to to share on my social media is ways that you can do video and make it easier for you in the beginning you know just to get content out there and start building your brand and building your audience become three-dimensional you know right from the get-go. I think you touch on a very important aspect of how you connect with people through social media. And I think um, video really is a way for you to niche down who your client is, who is your target audience. So um, thank you. Thank you for that answer. I think it was simple yet very complete in terms of information and a possible plan of action that business owners um, could, could take. And as you said, it is not necessarily is not necessary that they show their face right at the moment because there's a thin line between being a business owner and being a social media influencer. We don't have to <laughs> dive deep into that, but there are there's a very thin line. So you have to be very keen on what type of content you show and when is the right moment to to show your face. And this uh, goes into my next question. A lot of business owners, we are introverts because we usually are very good at one skill, but we are not good at the social media thing, as we like to say. We are good at running it. We are good at starting it. We are good at uh, the, the either the creative or the logistical skill that we have to grow and scale our business. But Rachel, what is the importance of showing your face rather than just hiding behind the graphics? 
um, hiding behind, you know, all this content that we put out that's just very generical. And I think there is a tendency for social media pages in specific today to show it. And it happens for me. Um, I've still not shown my face in Wisdom Addicts, but I am putting a podcast out. We have a newsletter. We are constantly adding value. But what would you say is the importance of as a business owner, knowing that it's a very competitive market, what is for you the necessity for business owners to really show who they are, show their values, show their day-to-day? Yeah. Yeah. I'd like you to think of a brand that you follow on social media Um, or it could be an influencer, you know, they kind of are their own brand, but the people that I remember the most are the ones that constantly show their face and, you know, it doesn't have to be, you know, a crazy 10 minute long YouTube video style expose of, you know, this is all my business. It can be really, really small. And to start with, I would suggest just getting on an Instagram story because it just helps people see your face and become familiar with you. And that's the key thing is helping your audience become familiar with you and who you are, what you, what you're product or service is going to do to help them so you know if you look at it from kind of a a strategy point of view you can jump on stories and just be hanging out on the weekend and doing whatever and getting on video but that's probably not going to help you sell your brand and sell your products so if you approach it from one a bit of personality and mainly like this is your product and service and how that the two kind of work together. You know, I, th- I think especially as small business owners, we embody our products and services. And if you are a, a solopreneur, um, like I am primarily, your brand is you. So the person that is going to buy from you or work with you, they're going to work with you directly. So you want to be able to give them that experience before they've even reached out to you. Um, And that's what video can do, you know, if they, um, you know, want to, oh, let's give an example. If they are looking for a local personal trainer, even, you know, to do, to do fitness workshops and you're there talking about fitness, giving information, giving encouragement, you know, that's going to stick in, in someone's mind and, and become familiar. So then when they think they're at that point in their life and they're ready to hire a personal trainer, you're then going to be front of mind. So that is the main benefit that I think, you know, video can give you, but just starting small. So an exercise you can do is just film an Instagram story, um, you know, something short, something um, like a challenge that I, I even do this myself still as I try and talk on my stories at least once a week about something that I've created. So it's just getting in a habit of doing that. And the more that you do it, I promise you, it gets easier. And it's a bit of a psychology trick here because if you are a person that has never made a video before, the identity that you have in your mind is someone who doesn't make videos. But as soon as you make a video, as soon as you get on an Instagram story and you talk to your audience, you are then a person who makes videos and talks to their audience on Instagram. And as soon as you've done one, it's going to start to break down that identity in your brain that's built up that you can't do this because you've done it now. You can do it. And it's 
it's really, it's just kind of a, a mindset trick. And the more that you do it, the more that you become the kind of person that does it and it gets easier for your brain and you won't put up all those blocks anymore. And even, you know, personally getting on podcasts a year ago was the most terrifying and daunting thing. And I didn't think I could do it. It was just, it was so nerve wracking for me. And I'd already been running my own podcast, but the idea of talking on someone else's podcast was just far, far out of my reach. And then one of my business friends was kind enough to invite me on the first episode of her vodcast. And that just changed the whole perception that I had of myself. It's like, okay, well, I've done one now. I can do it again. And you're another one. And then, you know, you're just building, getting videos under your belt, getting podcasts under your belt, whatever it is. And you're kind of tricking your brain, you're building those skills and you're building that identity in yourself that you are the kind of person that can do this. Wow, thank you. Thank you for that answer and more how it comes from your personal experience of creating content, of um, going out and talking in podcasts. And what I'll take out of your answer is that people have to connect with you before they connect with your business. Like if I don't connect with your why, it's going to be very hard for me and more in the digital spectrum of, you know, you never know who's behind that Instagram account. You never know who is behind that website, that funnel. So really, as you say, start little by little, but start because Mm -hmm. it's really going to, open up way more doors than you ever think it's really going to help you connect with people that doesn't matter how good your content is there's always people that go and I would say there's people that use social media and it's happened with us with um with wisdom addicts how we've seen people that will reply to a story that will comment and post and are people that are really going to social media to consume that type of content so if you have mm-hmm. a niche if you have a business and let's say you're you're very niche down on a certain topic like be as expressive as possible because there is always going to be someone just like you and I that share the love of reading and self-education that are going to bump into these pages and really find a community so I think that when you show your face when you start putting out genuine and organic content you are putting the first step towards creating the community you need potentially around your business because that community you build eventually they'll become clients and you have your first client you you do an offer a good business you get the word of mouth from that person and then you start scaling and scaling and scaling and this goes to my other question of scalability Rachel I think that when you create or when you create a lot or don't create a lot of content, you have to find a way, as they say, making money while you sleep or knowing that your business is running for you. And I know you're venturing now into pre-recording um, your courses and your content. So what would you say are the dangers of not trying to pre-record, to pre-sell your content in a world where we saw what happened a couple months ago where Instagram was shut down for like, seven or eight hours. I don't know if it happened in Australia, but the side of the world, we were doomed 
for an entire day, people lost their minds. So what would you say are the dangers of really not having a scalability strategy of really pre-recording, uh, pre-selling your ebook, your your courses, your webinars, whatever you're you're doing in the in the online world. Yeah, yeah, it did happen here in Australia too. Yeah, and I think the main takeaway from that is that you don't want to keep all your eggs in the one basket. You know, if your whole business is built on one platform, then anything could happen. It could go down. The, the platform could change. The algorithm could change. We know that happens so often. Um, you know, anything can happen. So as much as, um, you know, first we'll, we'll talk about just diversifying your um, your platforms and we'll go back to to scheduling content which is part of my strategy as well but you want to be across different platforms but also you want to have something that you can control so it's a great idea you know you're on social media instagram youtube facebook tiktok linkedin whatever it might be you also want to have your own website so you have an element of control there and you can direct people there have your content there as well so you know i'll create a YouTube video, I'll also turn that text into a blog post. The blog post will also have the video on it, which is just great for SEO. And then people can consume content in different ways. But then all the, the content is still there on my website and I have more of an element of control over that. And then you also, a step further, you want to try and get people on an email list. So if you can get your audience, um, you know, your main fans onto an email list, then you can still communicate with them and still share stuff with them, even if Instagram goes down and, you know, it, it doesn't come back. We never know what is going to happen in this crazy world. So you want to have backup plans like that in place so that, you know, if your whole business is online and that's all your income, you're not just going to be stuck um, with nothing one day. So um, website, email list, social media is probably, you know, you want to have, all those bases covered. The other thing with content creation, like I said, I'll have the, the YouTube video. It's like my long form content also can turn that into a blog post. So that's two pieces of content. But then all the content that I share on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn, that all stems from that main long form piece of content. So I like to share, you know, as much content as possible, but there are only so many hours in a day. So while I am in the busy periods of actually creating stuff for other people, I still want my stuff to just be going and um, I won't have to jump on and post every day. So I will schedule things. And so just a little snapshot of my content strategy you know I'll create um, a reel or a carousel or um, a smaller post from a piece of content that I have that was originally a YouTube video like I'll take one part from that and split that into a smaller piece of consumable content which I can then schedule to my other social media platforms a great challenge for me has been when Instagram Reels and our YouTube Shorts have come along and the popularity with them turning my long form, like a 10-minute video, using the same idea and turning that into uh, up to 30-second or one-minute content piece. And it can be really hard to say things succinctly, but there's also skill and an art form to doing that. But again, I'm not going to 
reinvent the wheel every time. You know, I might have some ideas that will work as reels or short form videos, but, you know, I'm always going to draw from something I've already created. And the beauty of creating content all the time, I find the more that I create, the easier it kind of comes to me and the easier it is to continue making more content. And you get questions from your audience and you can address that in a separate video or a separate post. And then you might want to follow on from that with like, okay, this is the beginner portion of it. The next step is this. And always just diversifying that content instead of one piece. I'm going to make it into a long piece, a short form piece, a small video. So, you know, you're always um, you like, you know, reusing ideas and, you know, to be honest, there are only so many things that you can talk about, you know, even with, with video, I can talk about um, the technical stuff, the camera stuff, the audio stuff, the confidence stuff, but eventually it's all going to be said and it's just the same ideas just delivered in a different way for different people to hear it and different people to interpret it because we all learn in different ways. But what I mean is the fundamental idea of my business in helping people be confident on camera, it's always going to be the same. So that's what I want to keep delivering to people again and again. So, you know, I think we have to see things 30 times before we become familiar with them, some kind of statistic like that. So, you know, you're just building on your content strategy and then scheduling ahead of time. So I, um, and with my podcast as well, I'm always four weeks ahead in my content scheduling because, you know, I could get sick. I did get sick a few weeks ago and I'd had no voice. So I couldn't um, actually carry out an interview. We had to postpone and then, you know, guests fall through for different reasons. And so you can really easily get left behind if you're trying to put out a weekly thing like a podcast or, or a YouTube video, if that's what you're trying to grow. So I'll, um, schedule my podcasts, you know, um, interviews ahead of time and then edit and have the episodes ready four weeks in advance. And then I'll use either the Facebook Creator Studio just to schedule some of my posts or I use an app called Plan or Plan That to schedule to Instagram. So um, you always just have, you know, you're a few steps ahead of yourself and it's not always perfect. Sometimes I do get caught up, you know, just creating for other people and I fall over and creating for myself because it's, it's a lot of <laughs> creating to do. But as long as I've got that goal and that plan in place to be a few weeks ahead all the time, it really helps you stay consistent and consistently grow your brand instead of being left behind. Wow, I think you gave us so many valuable insights. And I would just like to kind of summarize um, what you just said. I think in terms of creating the long form content first, that is something that a lot of us don't understand more as business owners that sometimes we think the tweet is more important than the long form content like a YouTube video or one or two minute Instagram TV video. And that's really the best way to create content, in my opinion. And when you hear the greats, just like Gary V, for example, Gary V is very, very fond of first creating the long form content. And then you mm -hmm. kind of create a funnel going down from that long form content. And 
I also like how you talked about diversifying, creating your website, creating your email list, creating your YouTube channel. I think, Rachel, and I'm glad that you gave us all these insights, which are very, very true in, in a business and scalability essence that the more you create, the easier it is to create. Like at the beginning, it's always going to be hard. Um, I remember when we started our own agency, like I read a lot. I like to write a lot. But when I started to write copy, when I started to write captions, like you feel this insecurity because you're doing something new. But if you if you believe in yourself, if you believe in your capabilities, you, if you are if you're understanding that you are here to add value, not to impress anyone, I think that's when you really start finding what are the patterns that work and don't work for you. And then you find the structure behind in terms of, as you said, scheduling work in advance. You know, don't, don't think that if you record something today, you have to post it today. If you write a blog today, you have to post it today. No, there are, there are certain factors that have to come in hand, but I think preparation and knowing what ways to find to connect with your audience, because for me, email is the past, the present, and the future. People are mm -hmm. always going to have email for the next, I don't know, 150, 200 years, as long as we have technology and AI doesn't rule over humans, which I hope it's not anytime <laughs> soon. But, but yeah, I think that scalability really starts when you find ways to connect with your audience, not only through social media, when you find ways to create that long form content. And I think for business owners, that really is the way that they should all start finding a way to gravitate towards too. Because if not, one day Instagram will shut down. We already saw how Facebook is evolving to a new uh, stage. So we really have to find ways to make sure that even if we have to send uh, a handwritten letter to our customers, we can do that. Because at the end of the day, customers are everything. They are the essence of our business. They help our business grow. Their feedback helps us pivot our strategy. So um, thank you, Rachel, for, for that very deep um, answer. And going more into the, the creative side of, of what you do, how how would you say that business owners can stand or what would you recommend for business owners to stand with content creation? And this is a business owner that maybe just has an iPhone, maybe just has their, their computer camera. How, how would you say that they could stand out in a, in a world where everyone is trying to create content and trying to like squeeze in to the social media fame? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an excellent question. And look, I don't want anyone to feel overwhelmed by this idea. It's about doing what you can with what you have at whatever part of the journey you're at. If you have a phone, then that's great. That's where you start. And I think, I don't know if everyone's going to love this answer, but in my opinion, the way to stand out is to really be yourself. And obviously that's much easier said than done. And I think this word authentic, you know, it's, it's been thrown around a lot in the last couple of years. Um, it's like, you know, people are trying really hard to be authentic and it's been a bit diluted. But if you are genuinely just sharing what you do 
And, you know, if you're a business owner, I, you probably love what you do and you, you're doing it because you're passionate about it. People are going to buy into that. So it doesn't have to be about the flashy graphics and the crazy effects, which, you know, there are, there are apps and stuff that you can definitely make these really cool elements to your videos. But I think it's more about that human connection. That is what's going to be memorable. So, and, you know, this takes time. And you start with doing those really easy videos and going to go back to jumping on the Instagram story because that is a place where people do just jump on. They don't have any makeup on after a lot of the time, you know, they're just being really raw and people connect with that. I know I watch a lot of people's videos when they're just sitting on their couch sharing what they're doing in their business for the day at the start of the day. Some of the most engaging videos have just been that, but it's because they're just sharing themselves with you and they're making you feel like you're a friend and you're not, you know, just someone out in the social media world. So if you're talking to your audience as if they you know, that they are, you know, they are important and you're focusing on that ideal customer. Um, I was going to jump in with another little exercise that's related to this. We call it the one person visualization technique. So you visualize who your target person is, not target audience, target person. Like if you're targeting one business owner, you know, who are they? What? Um, you know, where do they live? What are their struggles? How many kids do they have? You, you make it like really, really, really detailed to who this person is. You know, do they work a nine to five job and they really want to get out of that and they want to spend more time with their family. So they want to make passive income, you know, and what is their biggest struggle? You make up this person. Who are you trying to actually help with your products and services? They could be a real client that, you know, has been just a dream client to work with or you have really, really helped. And you could always be targeting the characteristics of this person. So when you're doing your content and you're struggling to make it real and, you know, authentic and trying to target the right people, focus on just talking to one person as if you were actually talking to them in real life, having coffee, talk, having coffee talking about your products and services to them. So, you know, it's just about practicing, just getting comfortable with getting out there and then just genuinely sharing your business with the world from a place of, you know, you love it and you want to help these people. It's not like you're trying to be someone you're not because that's when it doesn't work and it all falls down. And yeah, I found, you know, as soon as I had the confidence to actually just jump on my stories and talk to people or, you know, make a YouTube video and just talk. And I wasn't trying too hard that's when it got, uh, I guess, the most the most engagement and the most feedback from that. And even, you know, I, I posted a reel a few weeks ago that was just me uh, behind the scenes filming video. It was it was pretty much just a um, like a fun, yeah, just a behind the scenes, just sharing about making video. And I got a client from that. And this, you know, this reel got two hundred views. It completely flopped in, you know, what you consider. Instagram standard and you know but someone resonated with that because it was just me you know I think I was being a bit goofy uh, my assistant was filming behind the scenes on a shoot but someone related to that 
And then I got a client from that. So you never know where it's going to come from, but the right people will come if you're putting out the right energy and just being your natural self. I really resonate with what you just said of not only the one person visualization technique, because most of the clients that we've been able to get have been through really narrowing down our target person, as you said, not your target audience, but that is one thing that a lot of business owners get wrong. Like they say, okay, um, I sell uh, soccer shoes. So my target audience is all soccer players. <laughs> no, that is totally wrong. And that's usually, and you know, I just, I just, um, the other day I read a very alarming fact that when business owners, they are raising capital from venture capitalists, whenever they get that funding, more than 60% of the money that business owners are being funded or, you know, are being injected into their business is spent in Facebook ads. That is an alarming, an alarming amount because if my business is so consolidated in terms of me being able to get funding, I would focus on my client, on the client that I already have, instead of just throwing money out there, seeing who I can get to, who I can, you know, kind of fish in a sea just full of, of fish and full of, you know, boats trying to, trying to, you know, get my, the fish I'm trying to get, like, when we forget the essence of our target person, I think that's really when we divert to a strategy that is not sustainable. And I, I really like the first and what you focused on, which is being yourself, because at the end of the day, yeah, it's very cliche, but when we are ourselves, and we put content out there being ourselves. It's hard when we have, and it's funny for me when I see these Instagram posts that have thousands of likes and views and everything, but their conversion rate is just horrible. So look at you, how you put out one piece of content is being you, your genuine self. And that piece of content had how many? 200 views 200 yeah and I was really disappointed I thought oh well you know this is not going anywhere <laughs> only 200 views and then I'm sure you got that dm or that call mm -hmm. and you were just like wow this is way better than just striving to have 10,000 20,000 Instagram followers which hey there's nothing wrong with that but if that is your main focus then you are losing on the true essence of what your business can be and how different your business can be. Because I think that when we create a brand, we are creating a brand. So eventually people resonate with the brand and not with you. You know, like when you think of Nike, you don't necessarily think about Phil Knight. If you would have heard about Nike in its first five years, you would have known about Phil Knight because Phil Knight was everywhere. He was <laughs> in the distribution center. He was going to Japan to design the shoes. But as time goes by, you kind of create the blueprint of your business. But I think for, for business owners, just starting being that person out there, being genuine, selling yourself, I think uh, Rachel is, is really um, a, very, a very productive tip that you just gave. And I, and I hope that everyone listening 
um, more business owner that is struggling to create content that you say, oh, I'm not ready. Oh, it's not the right time. Yes, this is the right time. If you are unsure of your business, take out your journal, write out the things that scare you and don't stop until those things are done. And I'm sure you, going back to the first question of how you had to adapt during the pandemic, I'm sure that was really what you did. You faced your fears. You you really, you know, um, took your took your gut and say, hey, gut, this is our time to shine. And <laughs> I hope that yeah. you and your gut have had uh, a pretty enjoyable journey because at the end of the day, when we start businesses, we know that there's going to be its ups and downs, but we just have to make sure that we are in a position where we can go to bed and wake up the next day and have the same energy to go behind our, our dreams, our, our, our weekly goals, or as you say, your, your monthly goal, your, your quarterly goals. And Rachel, as the main reason that uh, people like us connected, which was through the, the Wisdom Addicts page, through our, our passion for reading, I always like to ask our guests, um, about the reading habits. Um, I always talk about the importance of self-education, of how you consume content, how you, or sorry, what you read, what podcasts you listen to, biographies, autobiographies, et cetera, et cetera. So what are your reading habits and what, what has been the importance of your self-education habits for you as an, as an entrepreneur? Yeah, definitely. And that's definitely what drew me to your page in the beginning was the book quotes and the the talk and the dialogue about books. Because as much as I am a video person and a video lover, I love physically holding onto a book and reading. So I actually made, I didn't make a New Year's resolution in 2021, but I said my goal is just going to be to read every day. And this could be like a paragraph if I really, you know, was just felt like I was so busy or too tired or something, I would just read at least a paragraph. And it always ends up being more than that as soon as you pick up a book. But I've always loved reading business books and um, biographies, you know, because it's it's other people's lives and it's other people's experience that you're learning from. And then, you know, you can learn from other people's mistakes. So you don't have to make those mistakes in your own life. You can take a bit of a shortcut because there's not enough time in the world in our short lives to make all the mistakes. So learning from other people's experiences and just being able to see the world differently is what I really love about reading. Um, and yeah, I think so far I've been pretty successful with my goal. Um, and yeah, mixture of fiction and nonfiction. But I think currently um, for the first time I'm reading The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I'm only a short way in, but yeah, I'm loving it. One of my favorites. I read that book both in English and Spanish and the uh... Every time I read it, doesn't matter the language, it's just such a, such a practical book, but you really have to be in a stage of life and business where you understand that you're reading that book for a purpose. You're not just reading that book to read another book, because I think those are one of those self-education and self-development books that really, really can give you an edge in business and how you treat your clients and how you go out in the world and and sell yourself so I'm glad that you read it and I would love to know your your feedback on it because it's it's a pretty heavy book in terms of just content 
in terms mm -hmm. of absorbing the content. But then again, if you pursue it with the right mindset, I think you would definitely, definitely enjoy it. And Rachel, this has been a great conversation. I really appreciate all the all the tips and insights you have given. I think that content creation can really give you an edge nowadays and more as a business owner, as, as you just said. And I really love how you emphasized on it. You had a video that you thought flopped and then boom, got a client out of it. So I hope that everyone that's listening understands that it's not the thousands of likes it's finding a way that every time you put content you can find a way to connect with your target person and i really like the your visualization technique because it works it it definitely works it it takes more time to really understand your target person rather than your target audience but it's an exercise that all of us as business owners have to work on because as we progress through it, we will see how it's easier to get to the target person and then that target person getting you another person and another person and another person, rather than just shooting for the target audience and then seeing what you can fish. And I think waking up, going after your target person is a more reliable and sustainable plan than just going after the target audience, which is really what, going back to the thing of Facebook ads and, and Instagram and Google ads, When you're targeting an audience, you're literally just throwing your, your business out there, seeing who could be interested. But just like you, you're a video editor, and I'm sure, and you know, there's thousands of companies that do the same video. So why would you, as that camera girl, be like the other ones and just put your money out into something that might not give you the biggest return on investment? So uh, again, really like that example that you, that you gave on uploading a video, thought flop, and then boom, got a client out of it. I'm sure you went to bed very happy that day and all of your worries about having a, a bad video with only 200 views. I'm sure you never thought about that again. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> never again. It definitely was a good day. <laughs> and um, Rachel, I would like to ask you Um, and always ask our, our guests to really tell us what their future plans are. What ideas do you have? Are you currently implementing? Just because I know that one day you're going to look back to this podcast and you're going to be like, wow, look at how I said I was going to do this. And I actually did it. I know it's, it's a very rewarding feeling when you say, oh, sorry, when you do the things you said you were going to do. So I would like to know what does the future hold knowing that we're almost ending 2021 and hearing how how you like to plan ahead what are your your future plans and what does the future hold for you yeah scary thought you know 2021 is almost at a close and i think it's a great benchmark to have you go remember to look back on your goals so um on what you said you were going to do and see how far you've come which i don't think we do that enough as human beings but you know Right now, my goals is just doing, you know, more of the video coaching and being able to reach more people. And I've got some online courses in development, still figuring out what that's going to look like around camera confidence, number one, and also how to film yourself at home because, you know, work from home is still going to exist for a very long time. And I think now that we have adapted to that, a lot of us have just transitioned to full-time working at home. So how can you make good videos 
in your home. That's going to be one of the resources and courses that I want to create. So that is where I'm at right now. I'd love to look back on this podcast and have made those and yeah, just be able to grow the business, reach more people online and help train more people and get more people to be confident on camera. That is my number one goal. That's great to hear and uh, more how you combine a technical goal, but also a humane goal in terms of really making sure that you are giving your clients your best, making sure that your clients are growing at the same pace as your businesses and just making sure that it's a journey because nobody likes to have a client for a month. I love having clients for years down the road because that's really when you can forge and develop relationships that are worth it because it's really not all about the money. Um, I hate just working with a client one, two, three months because there's really no way for you to show your best and me to show my best. And sometimes in business relationships, it takes time. It takes time and more you that you work with business owners that have a fear of showing their face. So just that process of you coaching them, showing them the way I'm sure it takes time. So again, I hope when you look back and you hear this, you really are fond of the things that you're doing and how you're, you're so related to your why. And that's why I really liked your, your first answer to the first question. And Rachel, this has been, again, a great conversation. I really thank you for your time. I know it's pretty late and I really hope that um, the future brings nothing but good things to your business. Um, I hope that you can keep evolving to the new projects that you're evolving. And again, um, hope that when we have you again on the Wisdomatics podcast, you just have many more good news to share and hope that you keep, <laughs> hope that you keep putting those 200 views videos and you keep getting those, those clients. So thank you for your time and thank you for being part of the Wisdomatics podcast. My pleasure. Thank you so much, Faduka. I've had such a great time talking to you, even though it is late. I am so energized now from our conversation and I love what you do with the podcast and I really can't wait to see where this goes. So thank you for having such a great space to share all our wisdom um, and yeah, be able to, to build this platform for everyone to share their stories. Of course. Thank you. 